shaping the culture around us and giving relevant to the creator economy as we work every single day. Your social media is blowing up because these people are making things happen. They're giving you the information and we would like to celebrate them here. So in other words, we're rooting for everybody black, right? So today's guest is a super, super dope guest. She is someone that I look to as an inspiration. So let me give you a cute introduction, okay? Nakea Carter, the driving force behind Carter & Carter Inc., a real estate powerhouse. She's based in California. She's from Long Beach. She has a license over 15 years and a combined 35 years in the industry. And with her dynamic team, Nakea is rewriting real estate playbook. She's also a motivator, mentor, trainer, and she motivates everyone around her. She also is a visionary and a founder of 218, a vision and nonprofit on a mission and the fearless creator of women elevating women. I said that wrong, but <laughs> women elevating women. And she is a powerhouse. She believes in women empowerment. She believes in women doing amazing things. She lifts them up. She lifts up her community. She is a real estate expert. And let's welcome Nakea Carter. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited you're here. But before we start, I got one question for you. Yes. When did you know that black creativity was the culture? Oh, I knew that from the start. Mm -hmm. You know, my family is deep into it. We celebrate Kwanzaa all the time. Listen. All the time. Yeah. I so I that. went over to principles. You know, we live by those. We go by those. We align our and start our new year in yes. that. So I've always been about black creativity, blackness, everything black. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Look, we all about the blackness and uplifting us. And listen, black people, we are the culture. We shape the culture. Everyone takes from us. So we are the blueprint. Yes, we are. Yes. Absolutely. So I, I love to start from the beginning with people and just really okay. get a brief background story of where you're from and how did you get started in real estate today? No, absolutely. So hi, everyone. I'm Nakea Carter. And the start. So my mom was actually a real estate broker. My mm -hmm. dad was a real estate investor. So real estate has just been a part of my life from yeah. the very beginning. I come from a family of homeowners right? Even yes. my immediate family. So it was always a goal. I always saw it happening mm -hmm. around me, uh, but I never really understood the process, but I was just all, always around it. Yeah. You know? I always knew, always knew credit was important. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So I used to help actually my mom and her real estate brokerage help oh. people with credit. So I know mm. credit backwards and forward only because at the age 15, 16, I'm reading credit reports. Come on. Right. And helping them to understand, okay, it's super important to get this done and not do this, pay things on time, just the little things they do not tell us in high school. Come on. Right. And so that was really my start, my introduction. And as far as just leadership, just in high school, I was like, I'm going to be the yearbook editor. Yeah. I was varsity cheerleader. I was on the newspaper staff. So I was always the person to network and build those relationships, yeah. which in retrospect, led me to entrepreneurship now, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and that's super dope. I'm hearing a lot of financial literacy, financial education, financial mm -hmm. management, and everything Absolutely. that you just said. And let's just get into the nitty-gritty because I got so many questions about real estate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you did mention credit. Yes. Now let's talk about the importance of credit. Okay. And how to get your credit to good standing to be able to qualify to make a purchase in real estate. No, absolutely. So the yeah. first thing you want to do is monitor it. 
so many people that don't even take the opportunity mm. to look at your credit. Like, we got to know what we're working with. Yes, okay. Right? So a great tip and a great free resource is annualcreditreport.com. Mm. Right? So that used to be free once a year. Ever mm. since the pandemic, it's free every single week from all three bureaus. So we have no excuse, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. No excuse, right? So we need to monitor it. Let's see what's mm -hmm. on there. Let's see, some stuff is not ours, yeah, right? Let's yeah. see, some people have similar names, been at the same address. It's things that we can clean up just by taking a look, right? Yes. Um, secondly, you wanna make sure, which is important, is communication with the creditors. Yeah. Life happens, we can't control life, but at the same time, if we communicate with these companies, mm -hmm. hey, you know what, this month, I am falling back. I am late. Yeah. Is there any way you can extend maybe a payment holiday? Is Ooh. It, yeah, like, you know what? I can't make it. They do have that. A lot of, we just don't know, right? But I'm the yeah. resource to just tell you. Yeah. The language. It's important to have that, the right language too, right? So a payment holiday is one thing. Oh, you know what? Can you, instead of, I can't afford this card note this month, can you put it on the back end of my loan? So instead of the 36 years I signed up, I mean, excuse me, 36 years, 36, <laughs> um, used to home ownership. Okay. Uh, 36 months I signed up for, it's going to just roll into 37 now, mm. right? Instead of not communicating, avoiding it, throwing the bill away, then all of a sudden it's 30 days late, then you're like, oh, then it's 60 days late, then it's 90, then we had collection, then we had charge off, then we had a real super, pro you know, we had a problem, Ooh, right? Yeah. So if we, if we nip it in the bud and yeah. really face it, Let's find solutions before it even turns into that. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe it's time to give the car back. I feel like a voluntary Ooh. repossession is much better than a repossession. Yes, yeah, a fact. Right? And so, in other, and so the thing is, because it affects you long term. Yeah. Right? So when the if you, it is time for you to buy a house, I, we can explain. There's some called a letter of explanation when it comes to credit. Mm -hmm. We can explain a voluntary. You know what? This person fell on hard time. They lost their job back then. It's four years later. Although it is still on their credit. Now... They're in a good position. They they made the responsible choice. They decided to give the car back. Yeah. They didn't hide anything, but now they're better. Now they make this. Now they make that. Here's their payment history since then. Yeah. Everything is great. And they they will go excuse that. What? Hey, it's your girl, Maisha from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture Podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game, from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kind. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, communication is key. Mmm, and it's key. Definitely. I love that <laughs> um, because a lot of people, you know, let's be clear. It's a lot of people who come from low-income backgrounds. Mm -hmm. they, Absolutely. You know, experience, maybe they own Section 8, the credit ain't there, mm -hmm. um, and they're trying to purchase a home at some point, you know. Right. What is a credit score that's going to be acceptable? Is there a certain limit? Do you need to be in the 600, the 700 to even qualify for a loan to purchase a home? Um, and then also, what steps do they need to take to actually do that? So 580, believe it or not. 580? 580. No, nah, I didn't know that. <laughs> you can go FHA to buy that first home with 3.5% down. Mm. And I could even get you a first-time home buyer's program to cover the 3.5% down. Wait a minute. Okay, see, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay, so if that, okay, that's the case. So what if they are 
They don't have income. Well, income. You got to have mm-hmm. some income to purchase a home. I mean, because right? a lot of people don't. There's these, uh, what is the, there's another organization. I can't remember the name of it, but they work with a lot of people with low to little income. Mm-hmm. And they help them kind of get the first time buyer program as well. Is it NACA? Yes. Yeah, Let's absolutely. talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So NACA's a great program. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, it just takes a long time. Yeah. So to stay competitive in these markets, we have to, you know, we write an offer when it's time to purchase a home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so sometimes NACA will 60 to 90 days for closing. Yeah. Well, your offer is stronger when you can close faster. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't go to NACA. It's a, like I said, it's a fantastic program, but just mm-hmm. know and understand you know, we make it kind of bid out because mm-hmm. we, you do have that down payment assistance program and they know it takes 60 to 90 days mm-hmm. to actually close it, right? Oh, wow. But NACA is an option, okay? right? But there's other ways you can purchase. You don't necessarily have to go through NACA mm-hmm. when there's other programs that, you know, we can put you into yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So, um, and let me just also say this, we can cover, help you with the down, but there is going to be 2% in closing costs. Mm-hmm. So everything that says no money down and all these different ways they love to come up with their creative marketing, yeah, uh, there's still fees, right? So I don't want anybody to think you can come and buy a house with zero money out of pocket. There so you I go. Clear that up. Yeah, because I've heard that a lot, and 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 I'll be like, wait a minute, that'll sound right. You right. know, you first of all, you're getting a loan. Let's be clear. And if you're in California, Absolutely. that's a whole nother story. So I'm like. <laughs> There has to be some kind of fees associated with that. And you hear so many different fees. And with the current state of real estate today um, and all the craziness that has been going on with fluctuations mm-hmm. in every aspect of every industry, like how has that have affected the real estate industry because of the pandemic? I would say, um, so the pandemic was interesting. We had the two to three yeah percent interest rates right Mm -hmm. but also on the flip side the prices of the homes were very high Mm -hmm. right so now we're in a market where it's opposite of that right the rate today november 3rd 2023 is 6.69 percent fha yeah two weeks ago it was 8.15 percent they literally change every day three times a day Okay. Right. And so with that said, though, right now in this climate, the prices are lower. Mm-hmm. So it's almost mm-hmm. like it offsets one another. Because yeah, that yeah, same yeah. home you bought for 800000 at 2% is 650000 at 6%. Ooh. So your payment, though, when you calculate it, is most likely kind of neck and neck. Yeah, yeah. Right? So people, I you know, I hate having the rate conversation because it's really a payment conversation. Yeah, Like what can you afford? Mm-hmm. So if I told you, hey, you can get this house, that's the house you want, it's 5000 a month, you can afford that, that's all we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let me worry about the rate in the back end. Yeah. But just know I'm not going to exceed your monthly budget. That's a fact. Right? And so because we can, like I said, we can have the rate conversation three times a day every day. And if yeah. I did that with every client, whew, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but I think it's important that people really stay focused on the payment. Like if yeah. I can buy where you can afford is number one and yeah. buy where you can afford. Yes. Is number two, yes. right? Yes. And it can be in California, believe it or not. I believe it. It may not be in the city of Torrance, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? But we can maybe go to California City. I don't even know mm-hmm. if you ever heard of that. We can I go have. To, oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. I had a client. She got a brand. That house is amazing. It was $220,000. Wait a minute. Okay, so we're going to basically talk after this. No, so absolutely. Can... Absolutely. Because you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I tell people, like, think about your first car. Mm-hmm. Your first car is not what you wanted. You were just happy to be off that bus. Absolutely. Come on. It didn't even matter. 
Baby, I had a 1980 Honda Accord that was sea green. Okay. <laughs> and people was calling shotgun because they wasn't on that Long Beach traffic. Okay. <laughs> okay? Yes. So, but I'm not driving that today. A period. Right. You know what I'm saying? So people have to think, okay, my first property can be mm-hmm. not where I want it to be, but let me use that. Yeah. Let me let me own let me jump in where I can fit in. Absolutely. Let me let me own that property for a couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Let me take out money because now I bought it for three hundred. People in the pandemic bought for three hundred. The house is worth five hundred and fifty thousand right That's now. That's a fact. That's two fifty in, in what three years? Woo. Big profits. Big profits, right? And yes. that's how we as black folks need to start thinking and our mindset has to stop with these fifteen hundred dollar car notes. Woo, say it again. While living where? Probably with your parents still. Yes. Or with a roommate. Yes. Talking about you don't want to live in a certain part of town. Mm. Like, we have to change that mindset. Yeah. Right? We have to be able to sacrifice. And, yes, we're going to live in the hood. We're going to live on the other side of the 110. Okay. That's a fact. But let's just live there so we can get 300000 in a couple of years then. It's a sacrifice. It is. And you know what's crazy? They're paying for it anyway because these apartments are getting up there to mortgage oh, prices. definitely are. I've been seeing a huge fluctuation in prices on apartments. Just just me looking around like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I would love to move in the next year or so. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at these places. I'm like, you're paying a mortgage now. Oh, you are. You are. So that's no excuse for people to be able to afford a home. No excuse. Listen, <laughs> y'all playing games. Let's let's get into it. So when it comes, you did mention something about 3% um, initially yes. before. I said someone who may be low income, but they can afford maybe a 200, 200 to 300K house or something. Yeah, so what I do, because um, I have consultations all the time, and some are, you know, low income, right? Yeah. So the thing is, a couple different things. We have to make sure that they know that all incomes count, permanent mm-hmm. incomes. And mm-hmm. when I say that, some people don't realize retirement incomes count. Maybe mm-hmm. we can bring on an older relative that can yeah. help, right? Social Security does count. Mm-hmm. We can we can count IHSS. The things that yeah. we get that's permanent, we can count. A lot of people don't realize that. Mm. For example, I had a client, he qualified for a duplex. And he was like, dang, I really wish I could just have that extra 100000 that will really get me over. And he's like, I said, do you know anybody? Can you think of anybody that can help you? He was like... Well, my mom, but she, she don't have no income. I said, well, how does she live? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, she just has Social Security and she just has retirement. I said, that's income. Yes. We added mom to his loan and they are owners of a duplex and have been in there for over two years. Whoa. But in his mind, he assumed. Yeah. She has no income. Well, how's she living? Yeah. Everybody has some type of income. Yeah. So again, if it's permanent, it counts. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's number one when it comes to low income. Number two is we count income after two years. Two years flies by like this. Yeah, it does. Right. So if you start maybe, OK, I'm going to start Ubering or I'm going to grab a part time job mm-hmm. or I'm going to do what I need to do because this is really my goal of mine. Yeah. Let's just set up a plan. Mm-hmm. We can set up a two year plan. When I talk to people, you, you don't have to buy tomorrow. Right. Yes. I, I help you for free set that up and give you a plan so that if you follow your your, 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 your plan and complete your goals, mm-hmm. then you will, you will get those keys. Right. Oh. And so those are the two things. And between those two things, we come up with a plan and a solution. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want everyone to feel encouraged. Like I'm never going to be able to like, no, you are going to be able to buy. Yeah. It's not going to, like I said, it's back to, it's not going to be where you want for the first time, but you can have a mortgage. Yeah. Right. You can own a home. You can that. get those keys. Right. It's going to take some time. It's not going to be where you want it to be at first, mm-hmm. but it can happen. But it can happen. And yes. that's the main thing. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so what about people with student loans? How does that affect yep. you being able to get property of any kind? Yeah, so student loans, they're always just a nuisance, but they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of my clients, she had $400,000 worth of debt. 400 Student loan debt, and I handed her keys to her condo. Okay, so let me tell you how it's a couple different ways. So sometimes it depends on what industry you're in and where you work. Yeah. Some of them are at a zero payment. Some of them are forgiven after a certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. Mine just got forgiven. I was happy because it was over <laughs> 20 years, right? Come so um, lately in this different climate, they're doing different things with student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just say, okay, I have a student loan. And I was my first question would be, have you went to studentaid.gov to see if you qualify for maybe a income-driven repayment plan mm-hmm. or an income-based repayment plan? I love um, it. Is there because that those payments can be zero to hundred dollars, whatever your payment is, that's what I'm gonna see on your credit report, and that's what I'm gonna count. Mm-hmm. So if it's say ten dollars a month, your student loan payment ten dollars a month. Okay. Right. If is if it is deferred, what we do is we have to take 0.5 percent of the balance, and that's how we calculate it. Mm-hmm. to fit it because it has to fit into what we call our debt to income ratio that makes sense yeah so there's ways you know it's obviously it's not a detriment you can definitely get in we just have to figure out a solution for that too okay. right so a lot of this the real estate game is really just being with that person that knows how to strategize that knows the guidelines that knows how to you know really deliver the proper solution mm-hmm. to make it happen for you that's so good mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people, they get discouraged by that. Because I, I have my own student debt, y'all, that got to go away. <laughs> so I, I know exactly, like, I thought about that before. Like, even before the pandemic, I was preparing to purchase property. Okay. And then the pandemic hit me hard. I lost my day job because I was working a regular job at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just pushed me into my entrepreneurship journey full time. Like, I was already doing it on the side. Right. But I got thrust into it from the pandemic, which been beneficial, thank God. It hasn't been a negative experience, but that always was in the back of my mind. Like, how is this going to affect me when it goes towards me getting property? Now, what about credit card debt and personal loans that people may have had? And, you know, God forbid you not over 100K, but if that is an obstacle, Mm -hmm. how does that affect your probability as well? So it's a monthly transaction, right? So we look at all the monthly payments, not necessarily Mm -hmm. the... So let's say you have a personal loan of twenty thousand. I'm not looking at the twenty thousand dollar balance. I'm looking at what your How monthly payment yeah. is. Correct, right? And if an installment account, which is the personal loans, the car notes, if they are ten months or less, we don't even count them. Mm. So one of the strategies I'll tell folks is like, okay, let's pay this one account down to ten yeah. months, and I don't, I don't even have to count it in your DTI anymore. Yeah. Right. So that's 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 like kind of like a strategy as well. Um, as far as credit card debt, same thing. I don't look at the entire balance, just whatever the minimum payment is. Yeah. The first thing people say is, oh, I pay extra a month. And it's like, well, that's not what I need to hear. Yeah. I need to know what that minimum payment is. Mm-hmm. Because once I run your credit report, I'll see it anyway. That's a fact. Right. And so and then even with that. So some of them are, OK, my minimum payment is one thirty. I'm the mind. I'm like, dang, I need that down to 50. Mm-hmm. Let's call the credit card company and say, you know what? For the next couple of months, I really can't afford it. Can you just can we just lower my minimum payment to $50 just for 90 days? They'll probably be like, no problem. And then I'm going to run you and I'm going to see 50 what? and I'm going to take that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's go back. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's go back. Listen. Now, go back. How do you get it down to 50? Remember I told you at the beginning that communication is key? Yes. I'm giving all my secrets on this thing now. <laughs> but what? no, you just, it's communication. Oh, my A God. A closed mouth don't get fed. 
But why can't you call customer service? Because that's who they are, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And you say, hey, you know what? If you, people are humans. So it all yeah. depends on sometimes who you get on that customer service, who's that customer service specialist on the other line. Mm -hmm. They know what they can do and what they cannot do. That's a fact. Right? So they have a department where they will help you with things like this. Because, they, again, they don't want to lose money either. They don't want to send you to default. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't want to do that, right? So the thing is, like, okay, let's communicate. Well, she says she only needs 90 days. Oh, okay, great. Oh, you can't? Oh, great. Can I speak to your manager? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Be super nice. Oh, is your supervisor there? Because mm -hmm. they say, oh, you know, that's not something I could do. Great. Is there a supervisor? Mm -hmm. Right? So sometimes you take that extra step. Yeah. Right. To get that done. But again, communication, communicate, communicate. But communication is part of the strategy. Absolutely. Right. So I'm going to tell you what to do because that make that's a huge difference in your DTI. If something was 130 a month and now it's 50, that could be twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars more of house you can afford now. Wow. Right. So it's like I need to strategize and figure out. That's why it's so personalized. Yeah. That's why it's hard for me to give just a general I mean, we can talk about general yeah, things yeah. but when we get down to it and really getting somebody's goal and strategy set yeah. it's going to be about that person because mm -hmm, i'm analyzing mm -hmm. that person's credit i'm analyzing their debts i'm analyzing their income to see where we can pull who you can pull from let's talk about everybody yeah. maybe i'll say something that'll spark something in your mind to bring something out yes. and that's what i'm trying yes, to yes, get yes yes yeah, so, so it's super personalized that is super dope like i i didn't know any of that <laughs> I ain't front, y'all. I didn't know nothing about that. That is not my ministry, but I'm definitely gonna be utilizing this. Um, and then also, you know, people get behind on payments. You know, they may they be do. behind on their car payments. They Absolutely. behind on credit card payments or whatever. When it comes to purchasing property, how does that affect you? And then, do you have to have like a year, or two years of just? not any late payments or anything to have a better chance of getting that loan. Right. So what we're going to do, all those different things are explained because what the lender will ask for is a letter of explanation. Mm. Right. So they'll say, okay, well, what happened? They want to know what happened. Yeah. Again, everyone's a human. They need to Absolutely. know like, okay, well, why is this person, why were they late? Did, did they lose their job? Did yeah. someone pass away? Did, like, did, were they in the hospital? Because you never know, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. happened. Some things that we can't control. Mm -hmm. So, uh, But I would say at least six months prior to you actually moving forward that nothing is late. Yeah. Right? It can be late in the past. We can explain some stuff three, four, five years ago. Yeah. But we can't be late yesterday. And we're That's talking fact. about... Please loan me 500000 <laughs> Right. Right? So, and I also tell my clients that. Let's think about this the other way around. Mm -hmm. Looking at you, because none of this is personal. So, yeah. they're not looking at Nikkei. They're just looking at, okay, here's somebody's profile. Would we loan this person, based on what we see, $500,000 of our money? Yeah. Are we guaranteed to get it back? Mm -hmm. And I will touch on income, too, because some people say, well, I'm self-employed. And, but I do make this, but then I didn't claim it on the taxes, but I do have it. It's like, well, they need to see it. So how are you keeping track of your income? Yeah. So my self-employed folks, I need you guys to keep track of that. I don't know if that's QuickBooks. I don't know what that system is, but you need a system to track your income if you're really yeah. trying to make a purchase. That's a fact. Right, because we have to prove it, right? Yes. Okay, how can this person pay his $4,000 a month mortgage? And they're telling me it's in Zelle or it's in my mattress or it's over here. Like, we have to that's prove it and show the record of it. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's OK to be self-employed, but let's get smart about it. And whatever you tell the IRS is what we have to take. That's a right. So some, you have to bite the bullet. You That's can't have it all all the time. Yes. And y'all take care of your books, please. Because <laughs> I had this conversation with so many people. Please 
do your taxes, be in compliance Absolutely. when it comes to your business because that opens up even other opportunities when it comes to grant programs, other programs within your city or your state. Absolutely. You need to be in good standing, just period, period. and then personally as well. So I love how you touched on the business aspect of it too because you can purchase property within your business name as well. You can. So how does that work? Um, and what are some obstacles that people will face when doing that? So the first couple times, though, you have to have a personal guarantee. Okay. So it will go under your personal name at first. Look at your personal credit because the LLC needs to be what we call seasoned or the corporation, whichever route sense. you're going, even the nonprofit. Yeah. Right. It needs to be seasoned so they can show, okay, well, you know, this, this entity has owned before. Yeah. So you got to build the entity's credit too. Cause mm-hmm. in reality it's a separate person. Yes. So if you can't, the, your first purchase can't just be, Oh, a house. Right. Like right, everything has right, to be right. seasoned. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would say like open up that of I hope and of course separate bank accounts. We're talking about yeah. books now, right? And then let's start getting those credit cards. Let's start getting yeah. those trade lines. Let's start getting the car. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my car, mm-hmm. I just got a new car. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing that in company name, Carter and Carter and the Gay Carter. Yes. Right. And so those are the things we need so we can build it up. The same way we build up our personal, mm-hmm. we gotta start building up the business, the business right? Well. With the Dun and Brad Street and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. right? So um, those are a couple of obstacles they face mm-hmm. um, at, at first, but once it gets seasoned, you'll be ready to rock and roll. Yeah. You know? I feel like people don't even understand how business credit works and how beneficial it is mm-hmm. um, to build your business credit and then make purchases too, even a tax write off. Yes, for sure. Y'all, the taxes. <laughs> Crazy, because yes. I definitely utilize my business for a few things. And then explain what Trade Lines is briefly to give them an understanding what that is, because some people just don't know. Oh, Trade Lines. So gas cars are the easiest, I believe, mm-hmm. like your Staples line of credit and mm-hmm. your ordering supplies. What else? Uline. Home Depot. Home Depot, Uline. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was a pretty? Capital One was a pretty easy business mm-hmm. card. The Spark was pretty easy to get at first. Yeah. Um, then came the Amex. Like once you get it, see me, I have a whole credit strategy, right? Mm-hmm. So I get nothing. I don't even know where my debit card is because everything that I purchase is credit. Yes. Everything. My my card note, every single thing I can put. I don't care if it costs me an extra 2%, whatever they try to charge yeah. you. I do that on purpose because it's building my credit. And then mm-hmm. I pay it off at once every single month. Yes. So that's one of two things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's painful because I'm like, I spent this <laughs> because I'm because it's easier to kind of let it just swipe a car and it and, oh absolutely and it goes by per transaction mm-hmm. but when you turn around and you look at a statement and you got to cut the check for the whole thing oh yeah it makes you look at your habits like oh okay yeah. well I'm gonna cut back on this this month but yeah. it's a great strategy because I was yes. able to build my credit like all the way back up and super fast by doing that yeah right and so in that and at the same time it's in my business name mm-hmm. so I'm doing it all the same time yeah. So it's kind of great that it had a personal guarantee because I'm building personal business and the score's going up. Absolutely. I'm at an 815 and I never seen eight anything in my entire life. Woo, you're doing really right? good. So yeah. thank you. But that, that was, I came from, I filed bankruptcy, right? Listen. So, you know, so I'm only speaking about it because I know about it. Yeah. And I did this, you know, I, with myself, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's just one of those things where, you know, I've experienced it. I've experienced homeownership. I've experienced credit building rebuilding credit right yeah, i've experienced yeah. my first condo purchase was in ontario I've, I've experienced moving away to do what you need to do yeah. and, and then bring it on back so 
I think it's super important to just really just know, like you say, you didn't even know some of these things. Yeah. And that's what we do at Carter and Carter is that we educate, we elevate, and we empower. Like I have to, we have, I have to educate my people. Yeah. Because yeah. we just don't know. Like every consultation, they're like, you know, Nakea, all the real estate folks I talk to, like you were so in depth. You have a goal. Like I mean, you, you have goals for us, yeah. and I'm just so excited. Like you really do. Do I need to pay you for this? And I'm like, you know what? No. Right. Wow. It's going to come back. Right. Yeah. But I need you to know the correct information because I'm also telling you how, how it really is. You know what? Yeah. At the rate you're going, you won't be able to afford it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Or have mm-hmm. you ever thought of, because then I start going into like sometimes life conversations. Because I'd be like, so Listen. have you thought about maybe another industry or where are your skills at? Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Right. Because my thing is, is you know, <laughs> I'm about to get. But anyways, you know. <laughs> I didn't build a couple men up. So if I can build some men up, I can build my community up. You get what I'm saying? So um, no longer doing that, FYI. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, that type of energy is what I give to every consultation. In other words, that's why I brought that up. Right? So if I can see a solution, I can help you. And that's what I want to at least give you in the 30 minutes that we have together. That is so dope. Like, Mm -hmm. you're doing the Lord's work out here. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like it's not enough conversations around this for us. You know, we look at our community, most of us living in apartments. Absolutely. You know, and the pandemic, oh my God, it has made everything a little bit more complicated. It's a did. lot of people have to move in, mm-hmm. move back with their parents, yep. move with family and trying to get things together because a lot of people have lost their jobs. It's been yeah. very hard. It has been. It, it has, has been, been very, very hard. I've experienced my challenges and I know a lot of people who have mm-hmm. and everyone that I know eventually want to own property. Um, and let's get into the multi-units. Um, is it the same process for multi-units as going for, you know, a single family home? It is. It is. And the mm-hmm. day it's the same. The other, the other, the difference is because I specialize in a lot of duplexes. I like yeah. duplex because you can still get down payment assistance for them. Yes. Once you cross over and you three or more, that's really like, they're not going to pay you to kind of yeah, cash yeah. flow and become an investor. But at the duplex level, they will. Right. And they will still help you get those, you know, get Mm -hmm. those properties at at lower cost um, coming in, I should say. Mm -hmm. So um, it's the same process, though. Same DT, same debt to income ratio. Mm -hmm. Take a look at everything. The true difference, though, is that when we calculate um, how much you qualify for, Mm -hmm. we're able to increase your income by adding 75 Mm percent of the other unit to your income. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for example, that the second unit can rent for $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Let's just up it to three since we're in this climate right now. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, 3000 a month, right? We were able to take 75% mm-hmm. of 3000 a month and add it to your income as if that's your wow. income because you're going to be the landlord, right? So that helps you qualify for even more for a duplex. I love it. But I need people to understand it is a, you, it's a whole entire business. You are a landlord now. Yeah. You're a small business owner. Mm-hmm. So what comes that multi-unit sounds amazing. It sounds great. Of course, it subsidizes my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Somebody will help me pay for the mortgage. But guess who? But guess who they who, who they calling at two o'clock in the morning when the toilet overflows? Now? You. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Right. So we got to make sure that you understand that your, yeah. your increased responsibilities. It's pros and cons to everything. Absolutely. Right. Um, but great tax tax write off write off everything. The interest, mm-hmm. the renovations, the 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 remodel. Right. Um, it's so many great benefits, but understand it also is a responsibility. Yeah. You can also yeah. hire property management companies as well, and they'll collect the rent, and they'll Phenomenal. and they'll take care of repairs and stuff. But, of course, mm-hmm. a percentage 
You yeah. got to pay for it. Yeah, right? absolutely. So it's other ways to work it, but I need people to understand as well. Like she mentioned books. That's super important, yeah. especially if you're going into becoming a landlord. Mm-hmm. Right? Because now you're responsible for someone else. Absolutely. Right? We're talking about lease agreements. We're talking about contracts now. Ooh. We're talking about, like, you brought up the pandemic. It was tough. They didn't get paid. Yeah. They couldn't pay. Struggling. Struggling, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to just be prepared. I'm not saying prepare for a pandemic, but I'm saying right. be prepared and know that, you know, you can have some cushion in the bank. Sometimes Absolutely. that property, for every reason, may be transitioning tenants. Someone mm-hmm. moves out, you got to wait a month or two to move in. Guess what? That mortgage is still due every, mm-hmm. every 15th of the month, right? So I just want people to understand the reality of owning the multi-unit. It's great. It's amazing. But understand, too, that it is a mindset. So I explain mm-hmm. that to my clients, all my duplex owners, right from the beginning. Yeah. Right? And I need you guys to click on, keep track of this. I'm going to educate you along the way. But write down what I'm saying. Retain wow. what I'm saying. If yeah. I give you a resource, lo- actually look it up. Actually read it. If I forward you a post on Instagram, read it. Read it. it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. And so, you know, education is key, especially because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not in the business of handing you keys and I'm leaving. It's a relationship. Yeah. I'm going to help you retain that property. Because we want to buy number two. We want to buy number three. We want to buy up the whole neighborhood. That's a fact. Right? And so this is not about, I'm going to put you some keys you're never going to see in the K again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? I'm your real estate resource for life. I love that. Yeah, we're going to definitely work together, y'all. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, because I, I definitely got some things in my pocket that I want to do. Um, so we'll have a conversation. And, um, you know, is it the same for commercial real estate? Commercial is a little bit different. Mm. Um, most, now when you say that, you must be you're talking about leasing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So commercial leasing, even residential lease is just a little bit different. So they want to just make sure it's not really necessarily on DTI too much. Mm -hmm. They just want to make sure that you have kind of like three times the rent type of same deal, kind of like that. Make sure your credit is decent. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm Kind of make sure you can. Depends. You know, they have triple net leases in commercial, too, where you're even responsible for the owner's property taxes. Right. So it's all kind of different ways. And like commercial is a whole different animal. Yeah. So you have to be ready. For, that means well, if you're commercial, you have a whole different mindset. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. Um, and so but it's pretty it's a little different. It's more so the process is more like renting mm-hmm, versus preparing to mm-hmm. own. But they still want to know everything, of course. We're yeah. Still going to run the credit. We're still going to look at the um, even your business credit report at that mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to see look at your financials. Right, to make yeah. sure it depends what kind of space you're getting. Yeah. I know, like, the Savoy is on for sale right now. So whoever's coming in there, they're probably going to see, okay, well, mm. you want to run a club. Have you ran a club before? Well, let's see your financials. Like, to make sure that you can afford it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's just, like, sometimes the owners set their own kind of requirements and things mm-hmm. and documents that they want to see. Yeah. So, when, so on the lease side, it's more, okay, what is what does the owner want to see? What does yeah. the owner want? What is the owner looking for? Absolutely. They kind of set the tone. Yeah, and, you know, I was looking around for a while for a location for my studio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just looking around at some of the, the op- opportunities around just throughout L.A., mm-hmm. I've seen them offering three- to five-year contracts. Yep. Then the contracts, I've had anything between $5,000 a month to $30,000 a month mm-hmm. that I've seen for particular, you know, buildings and then right. how big it is and all that stuff. That's a lot of intricate details that you really got to pay attention to. Oh, absolutely. And then also insurance when you have these properties. I think people forget it's not just I'm paying this lease and that's it. There's a whole list of 
line items that you have to take care of. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. signing these contracts. Yeah, absolutely. And that's in your mortgage, too. Mm -hmm. So a mortgage includes uh, principal interest, includes your property uh, insurance, your home insurance, and that PMI. Right, okay. which is the mortgage, the pr pretty much the lender's insurance to yeah. kind of cover that. So, and your taxes. So, it's an all inclusive payment. Yeah. Right? So, it's <laughs> one of those things where people, they pull up on these little apps. Oh, my mortgage is only going to be that. I'm like, yeah. they're just giving you the principal interest and probably mm -hmm. with 20% down. Let's toggle that over to 3.5% down yeah. and watch all the numbers change. Oh, right? absolutely. So, we kind of got to know what we're looking at and we got to know that we're comparing apples with apples and not necessarily comparing apples with oranges. Yes. You get what I mean? Um, but no commercial, you know, if you, if you do everything correctly and you have someone, that's why it's good to hire a professional when you're doing big things like that. Yeah, yeah. Cause like you said, you got to comb through that contract. Mm -hmm. Like I look at contracts all the time. So I can point this out. Oh, did you see this? Yeah. Did you see if you're going to be late, you're going to pay an extra 20%. Did you see that? Sheesh. Did you see this? You're like, it's, you never know what's embedded in the contracts. Cause a yeah. lot of people don't read things. They don't. They just literally, oh, sign here. Exactly. Sign here. You get excited and you just sign signing it. I think when we go anywhere, even if we check into, you know, the doctor's office, they'd be like, oh, sign these forms. I people, read it. I didn't see. <laughs> some people do. You're probably in the very low percentage. Right. Some people fly through that. But I'm like, did they just do the clipboard in two minutes? Oh, like, yeah. They would slip all the, just, just sign, Exactly. Sign. So, you know, I think it's important, though, in real estate, in really anything, but especially in this, because this is large. This could be yeah. the largest financial transaction in people's lives. We have yeah. to read everything. We have to ask questions. Mm -hmm. That's why I make sure I ask my clients, do you have any questions? Because I can tell, you know, you can tell when people, they, yeah. I can say, I think you have a question. So just give it to me. Yeah, or they don't know what the right an uh, questions to answer. Like or to, to ask. ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just yeah. don't know yet. So you got to kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. talk to them. Exactly. Kind of like we're doing this very casual conversation because exactly. I'm asking a lot of questions. But I want to know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you know, you talk to an expert. And, you know, someone like you that's really going to be honest and open with them is mm -hmm. amazing to even have. Because a lot of people, they just go into these situations, okay, I want this property, sign it. And then a year later, you can't keep up the property. Yep. Now we got an issue. Right. A bank coming, knocking at your door. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a lot. So, a lot. <laughs> so I really want to get into Carter and Carter. Um, okay. Let's talk about Carter and Carter. I know you said your family has a background in real estate. And let's just start about the startup of Carter and Carter and all that the services that you provide. Yeah, for sure. So I will start off by saying I did not want to get into real estate. Mm. I was like, nope. Because when you know you would grow up around something, you're just like, oh no. I used to yeah. hear my mom's horror stories talking about her clients. I used to be like, woof. Yeah. You're you going through a lot. And this mm -hmm. was pre social media and everything, right? This Ooh. was just like real in the, in the, the grind. Yeah. And so I didn't. I was like, you know what? Nope. Uh, just what the family does, but I'm yeah. good, right? So I actually uh, went to UC Berkeley. I got my undergrad from up there. So I lived in Let's the state go. for a little bit. Came back, got my master's degree at Long Beach State. And I was mm -hmm. like, what do I want to do? So I got my master's degree in sport management. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so I was at Long Beach State doing that. So I actually, I've worked for the Clippers. I'm a Clipper fan. Come on uh, now. <laughs> I work for the Clippers. I work for the Galaxy, the LA Marathon, like basically anything sports related in LA. Because mm. I have three little ones. Well, they're big ones now. I have three mm -hmm. kids, so I had to stay local. I wasn't able to, because I had job offers at different teams in different yeah. states, but I had to stay put. So uh, with that said, I worked sports for a while. So I've always been in some type of sales. Mm -hmm. Right. So eventually, because uh, I actually work for like I had some stuff going on with Nike and all kind of different things. Amazing. And so eventually I was like, you know what? Sales 
I need to maximize what I'm what I'm selling, right? Yeah. The true people making money are those folks on the court. That's right. And so I need to figure out what that is. So mm-hmm. what happened was, um, this was a thought. My dad called me one day and said, hey, Nikkei, you should get your broker's license. <clears throat> and I was like, my broker's license? He was like, yeah, all you need to do is take the test. You already have a college degree. So back then, all you had to have was a college degree. Mm-hmm. And you can jump and take the broker's exam. That's amazing. Right? And so I was like, okay, because I'm a test taker. You know, I've had all kind of different certifications and mm-hmm. licenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, yeah, I know this. Let me go ahead and just take it. Okay, it didn't work the first time because I'm like, who do I think I am, right? So I actually right. had to study, and so I got the, I passed the test, mm-hmm. right? And at the time, my sister got her salesperson license, right? So in reality, wow. when I started, because I have been licensed since uh, for 17 years now, in 2007, mm-hmm. my sister and my dad were actually working. And the first brokerage we had was called the Carter Brokerage. Amazing. Right? And so they were really, so she was really the agent um, on most of his investment mm-hmm, deals, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. I, as the broker, I was kind of like on the back end, the contracts. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. The, the studious person. I'm mm-hmm. I'm in there like, okay, making sure all the, the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. Yeah, type of thing. Yeah. But I'm still working in sports. Mm-hmm. Right. So believe it or not, my real estate company started on the side. Wow. Right? I have a different story. Right. Okay. And so they're working it. They're doing it. So on and so forth. So it wasn't until, um, so that kept happening, that kept happening. So my dad passed away in 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still was like, no, nah, I work in sports. I still wasn't really feeling the real estate. Mm-hmm. My sister had kind of stopped, obviously, for obvious reasons. And, but she still has some momentum going mm-hmm. in it. So I was like, okay, you could keep, go ahead and keep doing your thing, but I'm still over here. I'm still doing this. Yeah. Right. Then I jumped into insurance and I was with this company and I was trying to like, um, jumped into it because I need to learn more about life insurance. Some things came up when he passed away. And then I'm that person where if something happens and I'm, I don't know what's going on. I need to know what's going yeah. on, especially in that industry, this policy, you know, going back to reading things through, yeah. right? Because I talked through experience. So learned all about the insurance, was selling, you know, making sure people's, you know, they had life insurance, doing all these different things, still yeah. helping people with their credit, helping mm-hmm. people with their taxes. I was doing it all, right? And so... As I'm there, you know, their their push is like, get to RVP, get to RVP, right? And that's their push, Yeah. right? And they're like, um, so one day, one time I went to their conference, I think it was in Atlanta, I remember on the flight home, I was thinking about everything they were saying, become this RVP, and I already worked myself up. You know, I was like a district going to division or something, and Mm -hmm. I was like, in the back of my mind, though, my real estate broker's license was expiring. But in my mm-hmm. mind, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be a, I'm no wonder real estate, right? Yeah, yeah. So in my mind, so finally, whatever happened, it clicked and it said, I said, I said, Nikaya, you're the RVP of real estate already. Like, what are mm-hmm. you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? So I got home. The next day, I kid you not, my agent, who is still with me today, Amazing. called me and said, Nikaya, I just passed my real estate exam. I'm ready to go. And my friend just passed hers too. So What? We, and I was like, oh, well, here we go. Let's go. Here we go. And we opened the doors uh, August 2017 and been going ever since. And I told myself, you know what? I'm going to quit everything. No mm-hmm. more taxes, no more credit, no more all these side hustles, no more insurance, Come no on. more anything. And I'm going to get, I'm going to put my 100,000% into this. And yeah. I'm going to turn, I'm going to create a brokerage that no one has. I love events. I'm going to be an event based brokerage. I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to make it fun for me. Yeah. And I'm going to build these relationships and network. And I'm going to see what happens. 
Come on. And if I don't have a sale by the end of this year, then I'm going to do something else. Mm -hmm. I had my first event in November. Um, it was a home ownership uh, workshop. My mm -hmm. first client came from there, and I closed her in December. Wow. And I was like, oh, we on from here. And I had my first Women Elevating Women event that next February. And ever since then, it's just been on. Whoa. So that's how Carter & Carter started, brought it back, revamped it. And so currently we have uh, 10 agents right mm -hmm. now. Um, like I said earlier, our mission, we educate, we elevate, we empower. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an event-based brokerage, which means I'm always, I have an events two to three times a month. Yeah. My thing is to educate, right? I have a duplex workshop, how to buy a duplex in 90 mm -hmm. days or less, how to buy a duplex as a first-time home buyer. Mm -hmm. I do Broker Talk Tuesdays, which are free. Uh, last month, we talked about international real estate, which mm -hmm. is great. Uh, we talked about, uh, we talked about credit. Of course, credit is always going to be a topic ongoing. Yeah. Uh, we really, uh, this month we're diving into buying in Houston, right? I'm going to have somebody on from Colorado because my last two, I'm also licensed in Houston, in Texas. So my last two clients actually have moved to Texas, right? Um, and so really just trying to stay up to date and current and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm also a part of an organization, uh, the Black Real Estate Association is called NARAP. And uh, we call ourselves realtors because wow. um, years ago they wouldn't even allow black folks to be realtors. Come on. So we went out and created our own organization, right? Amazing. So that organization turned 76 years old this year. And um, I'm in leadership there. I've been the YRD, which is Young Realtors Division of Los Angeles president. Um, I was the founding chapter president for Black Professionals Network here in L.A. Mm -hmm. I'm the president-elect. So no, listen, I'm coming back to my city, baby. So Come I created on. a whole, helped to create a whole brand new chapter in Long Beach. So I'm the president-elect for the NARAP Long Beach chapter now. And all we do is talk about how we can increase black home ownership. How can we make home ownership, like, just just the talk, just just what we do in, yeah. in our culture, right? And so... Um, you know, we change, we're, we're responsible for helping to change laws, right? Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, student loans, we take 0.5% of the balance. That used to be 1%. We, 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 we played a part in lowering that to make That's it more amazing. affordable for us, yeah. right? And so I love being a part of that organization. I've transacted with all the realtors. We, we meet up two, three times a year in person. We have conferences. Mm -hmm. And we really just bring the, the resources and the value. Then we come back and give that to our community, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've been in leadership over there since Carter and Carter started. We've had events. I encourage my team to be in leadership as yeah. well. Um, it's helped their confidence because now they can, I can really sit back and watch them run a workshop right now, right? And that's that's different than just I'm selling a house and I know this, right? I'm building up other skills yeah. and development, personal development in other ways and, and professional development. So I really love my team. We have a book club. We, meet a, we read a book uh, every quarter. Just mm -hmm. about how we can stay stay in the loop, how we can motivate. Because you got to stay motivated. Yeah, you got to have a team because entrepreneurship is lonely. It is. Right? So it's important to have a team. Yeah. Right? It's important to have that motivation and that support. And, yeah. you know, a lot of us are moms. Right? So even the, I understand life happens. I yeah. understand kids get sick. I understand you got to drop everything and go pick up from school. And that's one of the reasons why I love entrepreneurship because I'm like, I was wasting my energy, time, and talent. Mm -hmm. sitting there at a desk. I was done with my work in like two hours. And the rest of the time I'm online. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. right. I got to tell you when I'm going on vacation. No, nah, I'm good. Right. I'm right. going. Like I, you know, so the concept of it just wasn't for me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like I love to be able to like my daughter is in high school now. I'm able to be on PTA. I'm able to go to meetings at two. Yeah. I'm able to work something at 12 noon in the middle yeah. of the day. Right. So I love that flexibility. Yeah. Right. But it also takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, it does. A lot of discipline. Right. So I have to treat myself sometimes like, no, you at work. Yeah. I got to cut my phone down, cut my phone off, right? Social media is not fun for me. It's a job. Yeah, yeah. That's right? <laughs> like, it's a job, right? It really is. So, you know, those algorithms, I got to follow them, Woo! right? <laughs> so, you know, I think, you know, um, Carter and Carter has been great for me in a number of different ways, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Just really making it and keeping it. It's a relationship business, so we have to stay in the community. Yeah. We have to stay out in events. If I'm not hosting the event, then I'm at an event. That's a fact. If I'm not creating it, then I'm th- then I'm there. And we yeah. go with intention. It's mm-hmm. one thing to say, you know what, hey, I'm going to go to an event. No, I need you. When you get there, how many people are you talking to? Yes. We're not drinking and lollygagging. We are intentional. In yeah. Right. That's that, Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> count. We're intentional. Yeah, that's right. Fact. So, okay, well, great. So your goal is if networking is going to be a way for you to kind of increase your business, your goal is to attend five a month and uh-huh. meet 10 people each time. That's 50 people. That's amazing. And if you do your job, everything is number is a numbers game. Yeah, it is. So if you're meeting 50 people every single month, we have no excuse. Yeah. Because because people, two or three people won't come out of that. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel and so, so seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fortunate to follow up. Yeah. Too, right? And so um, that's what I've really been good at. Um, so, no, I love my brokerage. I love what I've created. Um, you know, I just, the only, I just wish my dad was here to see it. Yeah. But you know what? I feel him with me. And everything that I do. Yes. So, Amen. I love that. You said a whole lot. I did. <laughs> <laughs> listen, this woman is dope, okay? Well, thank you. So, listen. Okay. There's a couple of things I want to go into. Yes. Um, okay. Well, Carter and Carter, is real estate lucrative? Of course it's lucrative. So, okay. So, for someone who wants to get into real estate and say, you know what? I want to be an agent. Okay. If we look at their income from real estate, like, give an estimate of how much they can make. So, it depends. Yes. It, <laughs> yes. It's going to depend on your consistency mm. and your dedication and your discipline. Yes. There we so, go. if you look at up, they'll say, like, average real estate agent only makes 28000 a year. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that depends what market you're in, where you're at. But a lot of them, to be honest with you, 85, about 85%, probably, they don't, they don't work. They think, mm. oh, let me get the license. This looks great. It's great on social media. Let me go yeah. get a, a, a photo shoot and let me stand in front of some homes, and I guess people will call me. Mm-mm. Nah. That ain't how it works, baby. That's not how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not how it works at all. So with that said, if you are committed, mm-hmm. right, if you follow your own plan, same, yeah. like a homeowner, right, you follow your own plan of your business mm-hmm. and you really commit to it and you're consistent, and that's what's going to happen. Exactly. Because top producers still do that. Yeah. Right? Some Most real estate agents, they close a deal, especially out here in L.A. Oh, my God, I got 15000 They They own trips and stuff. Like what's That's that? a fact. But you, the thing is, you have to stretch that out, though. That's a fact. <laughs> you know? So we got to keep going. We're going to celebrate, of course, a win yeah. is a win. But we're going to keep But We're still going to be in office at 8 a.m. the next day on the phone prospecting. Like, we didn't Come just on. close something. Come on. The work. It's the work. You have to put right? the work in. So my answer to your question is it depends on how much work you put in. You just, I mean, sky is That's the limit. That's a bar. That's a bar. I feel like a lot of people, just in any industry, mm-hmm. I think with this day and age, 
I sound like my mama. This day and age. <laughs> um, I think this generation is really relying on just social media for everything, but it's even beyond social media. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is the connections you make, like the networking you're saying. Absolutely. It's the follow-ups. Mm-hmm. Those emails matter. Yep. You know, those contacts, they matter. Mm-hmm. And I think people just don't do the due diligence, even in entrepreneurship in a whole. Like, I look Absolutely. at people who have services and I'm like well okay well did you follow up do you have a website have you contacted these people have you sent emails out no I just post on social media baby that's half the battle and even if you do I go further and say well what do you even say in the dms to them do you even have a system where they can set the appointment up what what are we are we transacting dms like what are we doing systems and processes (laughs) yes you have to have that though yeah whatever it is if that's and that could be very basic i'm not saying go pay Mm -hmm. that could be an excel sheet but what are you doing when you get them are you asking for their telephone number like what are we even doing so if you tell me social media and i do a social media i look on your social media and i see nothing then you're not really doing social media yeah we call that converting leads (laughs) okay yes that's when it goes from someone who's interested product or service and you convert them into a paying customer that's really when you're doing business you can get their attention you can get their attention anybody can get attention Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. then you can take them from a lead someone of interest and turn into a paying customer that's when you really have a business. That's a transaction, okay? Definitely a transaction. And I would say your yeah. partnerships are important, too. That's a fact. With other folks in different industries. Mm-hmm. Like I have a slew of business relationships that I love, that I've cultivated, yeah. right, through different things, right? Yeah. Even if it's offering them a platform to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Or if it's, you know, let's collaborate and do an event together. Yeah. <clears throat> let's bring both of our fields together, Yeah. right? And so those are important, too, and you mm-hmm. have to cultivate those as well. That's a fact. Yeah. So let's talk about your nonprofit, um, 218. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, your nonprofit, and then we can talk about women elevating women, which is actually a part of your nonprofit as well. No, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so it is 218 Vision. Uh, so, like I mentioned, my dad did pass away in 2015. Yeah. Uh, his birthday uh, was on February 18th. So, yeah. hence the 218. Um, and so, prior to me actually launching 218 Vision, of course, I'm probably like a lot of us, I was doing things backwards. Didn't really yeah. even realize, like, this is nonprofit work, right? Mm-hmm. So, like she mentioned, I've done uh, an event called Women Elevating Women since 2018. Mm-hmm. And I love that event where we do women only and we bring together um, all the industries, kind of how I just mentioned. And so, I've had everything from a therapist, like working on our self care, to really like going down to our checking our blood type to see what foods we need to eat and not eat. I've had um, how to properly file your corporation taxes. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had how to, you know, obviously buy a home, how to buy a duplex, getting into like um, how to handle co-parenting. Yeah. Right. I've gotten to how to start a nonprofit, how to really build a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've bought it. Even I've even had somebody from Angela's funeral home and talk about your funeral, like your services. Like I didn't even know you can prepay and plan your own funeral. Yeah. Right. So it's these different things. Yeah. And I've, um, and everywhere I go, I'm like, Oh, I need to have that person speak because they're talking about something, Mm -hmm. you know, that like we Mm -hmm. said, that's all this is not in my ministry. So I'm not going to talk about all these different things. Right. Um, but there's so many different things we need to know about. Like yesterday I was somewhere, she was talking about safety, Mm. us doing open houses by ourselves, but this can apply to all women, period. Yes, it can. Everywhere we are, we just never know, mm-hmm. right? Especially in this day and age. And so she had weapons disguised as bracelets and you come out, you can, I was just like, Ooh. wow, this like people need to know about yeah. these things, right? And so I was like, she's for sure going to be on my platform. So I look out for community resources and I yeah. um, 
put this event together and it's been going strong. Like the women, I thought it was just going to be a home buyer workshop on steroids. Yeah. And it was going yeah. to be one and done. That's mm-hmm. how it started. But now it's just like a movement. Right. So I just yeah. did my shoe. What was that? Number 16. Whoa. Women elevating women in April. The next one's in March. And, um, I just love it. But yeah, 218. So that's, that's one program for 218 vision. Um, the other one is real estate mentorship. Like I mentioned, my dad was a real estate investor. He's the one, like I said, he called me and said, get your broker's license. So this was his vision. Um, hence vision. All right. Um, love it. And so, uh, we're finally, um, real estate mentorship. So I have like a a mentee right now who came in through that program. So every Mm. February 18th, I launch it. I ask people, hey, you want to start your career in real estate? I will help you. I will pay for the fees. I will mentor you for that first year. You're going to be a part of NARAP, so I'm going to introduce you to the realtors, right? Um, You know, because since I'm in leadership, right, I'm going to pay your MLS fees, right? And I'm going to coach you, right? And we're going to, you're going to do your own events. You're going to, you know, figure out what, you know, if it's not an event that you want to do, but let's, let's figure out what, what is you in real estate, right? Let's, yeah. let's pull that out of you, right? So that's important. So that's the mentorship program. That's the part of 218. Then we also do a holiday drive, right? Mm. So um, every year we find uh, daughters that have lost their fathers that year because all the first years are super sad, super hard. And yeah. that first holiday season, right, that's coming mm. up for some folks, you know, it gets real hard. That first Thanksgiving, that first Christmas, you see that empty chair that used to be, you know, so on yeah. and so forth. So what we try to do is bring some light and some love into the homes Beautiful. of our daughters, especially of, um, like, I've actually sat down in someone's living room, somebody I didn't even know, and I talked to, it was like an eight-year-old. Wow. And she lost her dad. So I have on a picture, a shirt with me and my dad, and I explain, like, I understand it's going to be mm. fine. Um, you know, it's going to be tough, but he's always with you. And just give those words of encouragement and yeah. let them know, like, you're not alone in yeah. this space, right? And so uh, then we'll do different events, like Father's Day. Father's Day is just a tough day for some yeah. folks, you know. And so we'll try, like, one year we gathered at the beach, and that was great because we were able to like kind of like we had these rocks, so we created rocks with our kind of like our dad's name on it. Then we we uh, we had some fellowship. We started to cry. We started to laugh. We started to sing. Yeah. Right. And so Father's Day it was like it like warmed my heart to really spend mm-hmm. that day really giving back and really in that space with just folks yeah. that you know Beautiful. understand and they get it. So we do some grief stuff as well at two eighteen. So I'm super excited. Like I didn't like I said I didn't realize prior to mm-hmm. me actually forming a nonprofit that I was doing nonprofit work, right? Yeah, so with yeah. that said, although it's been going on since like 2018, we're finally going to launch uh, this upcoming 218 in 2024. So I'm super excited about that. That is so dope. Man, like <laughs> I definitely want to be a part of that. I well, definitely yes, want to add some value because, man, that just touched my heart completely. And, you know, it's just a beautiful thing that you're doing so much for the community and you're giving back and – you really want to put energy into the next generation of people who are doing great things as oh, well. Absolutely, man. We gotta we gotta support this woman. Like you're so amazing. Well, thank like, you. I'm and super I inspired. Any support I get, and yes, now I'm all about coming together and I'm about partnership. Yeah. And anything you're doing, I love to support as well. Absolutely, yeah. I got some things coming. Small businesses. I'm about to hook y'all up. Um, but I definitely want to. I want you to leave a nugget for the next generation people who want to get into real estate, whether they are just investors or agents, just give them like a quick nugget, some advice that you would give them. No, absolutely. And that would be just start. You have to start the process Mm -hmm. and get serious, right? I've been trying to get my own son who was 26 years old 
to take mm-hmm. the test, mm-hmm. to do the classes, right? Yeah. It's a process in it. So once you start that process, stay committed to that process. Yeah, yeah. It's that commitment. And get into it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. right? We're not selling Sunset. We're not doing any of these other things, right? It's a grind. It's a hustle. And you're doing great work. Yeah. But understand that it is work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Your phone is just not going to ring. And if it does, you are you going to know how to handle that call? Hello. Right? So we want to make sure we're getting into this for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. We're educating ourselves. And you really become that real estate professional and that resource. I love it. Which means your app's going to look different. Your followers should look different. Mm -hmm. If you're serious, let's start following some serious people. That's fact. Let's start start retaining things like, okay, what are the rates today? Right? I should be able to ask you if you have a real estate license. So what's the rate? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, it's 6.69. Come on. Is that FHA or conventional? No, conventional is 7.050. Oh, okay. Right? So I need you to be that resource. So set yourself apart. And if you stay knowledgeable and if you stay educated and you know guidelines, you will succeed. That's amazing. Listen, how can the people reach out to you, website, your at, everything? Let them know. Love it. Love it. So my website is Carter and Carter Inc. Spelled out dot com. Uh, my ad is the same. Carter and Carter Inc. Uh, my name is Nakaya Carter. My email is my name, N-E-K-A-Y-A, at carterandcarterinc.com. That's so dope. Listen, <laughs> follow, follow, follow. I'll make sure she tagged on everything because I'm definitely tapping in. Thank you all for watching the show. If you want to follow the show at Keys to the Culture Podcast on all stations, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Follow us at Keys to the Culture Podcast. If you want to follow me at I am Myesha, you can go to Keys to Culture Podcast.com for more information. Become a sponsor, become a supporter, donate some funds because so we can make all this amazing content continuously grow our community and give back. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Kaya for being thank here. You. And until next time, I'll see you soon. You, come here, come here, yes you. Have you been struggling to stay consistent with your content? We've all been there. You told yourself you was gonna post about a year ago, but you have yet to post today. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing the Ultimate Content Calendar Blueprint. It is a guide that will show you how to stay consistent with your content for the next 30 days and beyond. It's filled with tips, tools, and ideas to help you take your content to the next level. And guess what? It's completely free. So don't wait because it's going to go out fast. So make sure you download the Content Calendar Blueprint today.